They're playing for the Proben Summons Trophy and the grand final is underway. Down the northern end and Soliola has gone through and the trainer copped it as well, did he not? Well this could have been a huge advantage to the Raiders. They're eight metres away from that line and here's a run for Beryls! He's over in his debut grand final. All eyes were on Conk and Keary out the back. Harvey Norman replay, the young fella said, what about me? What about me? Alongside the post. And it's Whiten who puts a kick up. We're on Brett Morris's wing. Comes down to the Raiders. And the Raiders go so close, but they're a metre short. Bradley goes in. He gets a little one right on the button. Scored the second highest tally of points for the Sydney Roosters. This is their chance. Cotterick playing it on the 10 metre line. His white turning's over! Jack Whiten, the kid for McNam, has scored for Canberra. New ball game, everyone. It's over to Caesar. He puts the kick into Morris's corner. Kroger's come from nowhere, and the Roosters have got the ball. So half time, and the Roosters lead the Raiders. They've gone to the right. Nickel Klockstad, he's backed out of the tackle. He's still going, Nickel Klockstad. Twisting and turning and worming his way. And now for Bateman, here comes Papali charging. But he couldn't hang on to it. We have a professional Contact here, you made it early. Ten minutes in the sin bin for the retiree. It's the kind of call that can change a game though. And Kroger lands the two. Here comes a big plate. Last tackle now. Hodgson gives it away to Nickel Clock. Stand, there's a chance. Leilua, he gets the ball away over there. It's gone forward. It's gone forward. So close. Kronk is back. They're back 13 on 13. Radley, short ball. And uh, the Roosters with Taukayaho. A big run. Opening the uh, green machine up. Hodgson away to Whiten. Left foot kick high. Getting underneath it. Tedesco has come off a radar. Gone down to Hodgson. They've restarted the tackle count. But this is Gula. And he'll go to ground. He keeps the phase going. Out to Whiten. Whiten's tackle. Ten metres out. Well, now he calls six again. Here, here. I'm sure he indicated it's six more. They did. They waved six again. Oh, yeah. 40 metre line, his own end. Keary, Churchill medalist last year. Here's Tupo. One to beat. It's gone inside of the Roosters to Desco. He goes in to score. Is that the grand final? And what about the mistake we've had at the other end of the ground? Well, Latrell. This time he's got it. It's gone out to Caesar. He gets out of a tackle. Bateman gets it away. And Lay Lua going down the sideline. He beats one. But he's pulled down 10 metres out. 15 seconds of the game remaining.
Away it goes in from Rafferty to Hodgson. Hodgson away. Caesar dropped the ball. Now it's with Bateman. Bateman in and away. He's able to pass. It's gone to Hodgson. He tries to kick it. Trump falls on it. That will be it. They've defended their title. They are still the champions. And the first in a united competition since 9293. Great league lovers, welcome to episode one two hundred and three of Not the Footy Show. Yeah, that's why right? you don't do the intros. Good everyone, welcome to episode two hundred and one of Not the Footy Show. Great I'm Warren Nielsen, and I'm joined by the man with a th- oh, oh. flipping arrow. He's apparently driving. <laughs> head in front of oh, him, what, stuffing what a, what a start to episode two hundred and one. Congratulations to the Eastern Suburbs Roosters. Um. 2019 NRL Premiers. They have defeated the Canberra Raiders 14 points to 8 in front of almost 83,000 people, including the four of us in the car. Introduce yourself, kids. I'm Bailey. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, You've got to talk up, though, Bales. Uh, what, what was my name? When I don't remember. Yeah, Scintillating Radio is always here and Not the Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson, Mr. DC. I'm Welcome Mr. back, DC. sir. How are you, mate? Good, good. You know how it works. You talk up. Microphone actually might pick you up instead of the two mutes in the background. The Roosters, too good. Too good, really, at the end of the day. They withstood a lot that Canberra threw at them. Mind you, we went back to the David Ferner days of inside balls for pretty much the whole match. Um, <laughs> they didn't use their outside men very much. Didn't worry. Right? Look, but there's a decision that everybody is blowing up on uh, from the TV and on social at the moment, which is the six again call that was clearly stated from the pocket referee and ignored by the lead referee. Well, I'm not going to blame that on the reason we lost. It might have denied us the chance to win, but it's not the reason we lost. Um, the reason we lost is we controlled the game from about the 25th minute onwards, and we weren't good enough to score. Oh, I don't even know if you did that. We weren't good enough to score after the white and try. Cronk goes to the bin for 10 minutes. Yeah, um, and they didn't capitalise And enough. we sat in our own half, running it off our own line. They did a little time. bit out wide, but they didn't do but enough. We just we just didn't take our opportunities, and we had plenty. Uh, the field position with us was with us from twenty five minutes. And in the end, the the thing that won it for the Roosters was that was that beautiful play. You know, it was. You mean the lack of markers from Canberra? No, it wasn't. It was Kiri who then no. ran out. No, no, that was why. That was why Kiri had the time. If you have a look, Lelua made the tackle. Yeah, but he, they were good enough to take advantage of it, and he it was a beautiful. Was the only pass. one that stayed there. No one went to Marco. Everyone stood back. From trail to Tupo, who then put it back inside to Tedesco, and yeah. it was really one quite chance. nice rugby league. One chance, kids. Yeah, you, and I think it's we'll say it with the Roosters fans around us. Basically, in a game like that, you're on the attack all the time, like Canberra were, and you sort of first time you get tested, which you saw Takiyaho hit that break. We were just a little bit lazy in the middle of the field and gave him field position and then Kiri worked his magic with that left-hand side. Two defensive lapses and, and the game is over. Um, and that's not what you saw from the Roosters. They were absolutely outstanding. Their defence early on as well. The Roosters' defence early on was very, very good. And Canberra's was as well. Like, like that grand final was the traditional seed like a, a hard yeah, defensive game. Very good we'll love that league. match. I thought it was gripping. Um the quality of the football, I think, was in that sort of stage where neither team really found a gear. Um, maybe p- apart from the try that Tedesco scored was where you saw a bit of footy. Um, but the best team won. I, I, I 
don't have to always have the ball to be the best team. Canberra had that, that field position and weren't good enough to overcome a defence that just has been outstanding. I think the stat that Phil Gould had on his podcast uh, this week was since the start of the 2018 final series, the Roosters have now, I think they've played six games and they've considered six tries. Say that again. So since the start of the 2018 final series, the Fine, Roosters... For, for finals games? Yep. The Roosters have considered six tries. Wow. Now six tries in six games. You win You win premierships that way. Um, and look, don't get me wrong, we sat there the whole time. Um, Isaac, we were in... Uh, the tunnel side of the field. Dave, where are you and Bales? The other side of the field. The other side, we're up in the, uh, the cheap seats. Um, we're in the silver. Oh, sorry. We paid for silver and sorry. we're still in the nosebleed section. Sorry. But, a bit uh, rich. I thought it was a bit... It was a pretty sensational uh, spectacle. The atmosphere was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Roosters fans, they found their voice. There was more Raiders fans, it felt like, but... There was. The uh, Roosters fans certainly found that their voice. That light is still flickering. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, I'm touring just saying, civil, it's been touring civil water jail complex with Mr. DC. I mean, it's, the it's area. Silverwater. Yes, it is. No, not the jail. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. At the intersection of no. Holker and Silverwater. Don't you miss this when Mr. DC gets on the show? Well, just... it's been flickering like that for years. Every time we come home, We're in the middle of a, a massive debrief of the uh, grand final, it's all about a flickering light on uh, My Holker OCD Road. Gets the better of me sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, speaking sometimes. of that. Um, yeah, the referees will be the uh, topic of discussion in Ricky Stewart's press conference. We haven't talked about... We'll get to that in a sec, okay. because we've got to just address the fact that he's probably talking about it right now. It's uh, okay. 25 past 10. He is no doubt unleashed. He's no doubt going to get fined. The NRL is going to sit there and go, we did such a good job tonight. Um, and nothing will change. And that's just the way it goes, unfortunately. Um, that was a great game of footy. I can't, I can't fault it. Uh, DC, thoughts? On what? On the game? Just your feel. Just your feels right now. You don't have to talk through the game. Just what are you feeling right now? I'm feeling like I, I like I enjoyed a good game of rugby league. I went to a grand final and watched three good games. And well, I don't know if you can say that. The second game wasn't. I did enjoy Newtown winning at, in the last in minute. The last that was minute. fantastic. I was yeah. So Newtown beat Burley Bears and the Brisbane Broncos beat the St George Laura Dragons in the uh, second NRLW grand final comprehensively. And I don't think you can give it Cronk a send off for that. I know it's a penalty, but I don't. I don't call that a send off. So he's been done for a, a professional foul. That's what he's been done for. Which is a bit harsh, considering he tackled him literally a tenth of a well, second too early. The argument. The, the argument would be, and I, I thought he was hard done by because what else does he do? But the argument is, what's the difference between pulling a guy back by the shirt and stopping well, someone from getting the ball before they get the pass? Neither of them should be send off. Pulling the shirt. Last week was it? Last week, whenever it was, was was despicable as well. No, it wasn't. It was the week before because it was Trebojevic. It was Jake Trebojevic, and he barely pulled on his jersey. Grabbed his jersey and 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 tried to get around him. He didn't no, grab his jersey he grabbed, to hold yes, he did. him back. Yes, he did. Have a look at the left hand. He, he grabbed the back of his jersey. Yes, and pulled I know him. he did. He did that. That's the whole so, point of what he was so trying to do. Yes, no. Yes. He was trying to get on the other side of him no, without in, without malice. He was nowhere near the ball because he's trying to get through the ball. You can't do that, dude. Which is why it's a penalty and not a send-off. No, it was. It was a sin bit. It's a professional foul. You can't do it. Oh, it shouldn't be. He was denying the support player from being a support player. That's why well, he got bit. Bloody well was not. <laughs> that's, that's rugby league. Uh, and Kronk, yeah. He, he has to make that tackle on Papali. He evidently if got he had it wrong by half a millisecond. Half a second later, no yeah. one would be but crying. Does Papali take that pass if Kronk doesn't hit him? 
Yes, he does. Yeah, and does then he, he gets tackled. No, he scores. He runs straight through Tedesco. He was no, five he minutes gets out. Tackled. He was five minutes out. That's the reason they made the decision. It's not a penalty try. I'm, I'm fine with that, but that's why they made that decision. Uh, Jake Friend came on at that point, and uh, I actually thought he'd probably come up with the play of the second half, which was he came on, put a little kick in, and went into touch, and that was about four minutes into the sin bit. The Raiders never got back within the Roosters' 20 after that point. He just slowed the game down, took some oomph out of the match, and the Roosters just, yeah, too good. I'm not going to say anything but that. Defence won that premiership. And Are we, um, we going to have any comments from the back, or are you guys going to... Well, if they can find their voices. Um, Huey and Dewey, what do you know? Huey and who? Huey and Dewey. And yeah, there's a Louie back there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Well, what do you want us to say? Talk about the grand final. Go. I don't really want to talk about the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for that. We're gonna, we'll, uh, we'll go to a break here on the footy show. I'm sure there's uh, plenty to talk about. Um, uh, Rob Cox will be on the show at some stage, obviously, and um, we'll see how we go. Um, his message to me was, the refs weren't great, mate. That's how he summed it up. And we'll, uh, they weren't terrible. We'll uh, speak to you after the break here on the Footy Show episode 201. Congratulations, Eastern One, Suburbs, two, back to back. Three. Premiers. I'm here with Mr. Grand Final, Cooper Cronk. Cooper, we'll start with today. You're the Premiers again. Oh, Slats, I don't know what to say. Um, there's so much emotion around the game this week, but the club did a really good job of keeping it principle-based things that make you win games of football and then we'll worry about whatever happens after it but uh, uh, so I, don't, I don't really know what to say except thank you to everyone involved in rugby league because uh, from a young kid watching footy I've been blessed to be able to play this game and it's just a humbling experience to be able to live out a dream and uh, have some success at the end of it but um, I'll tell you what, Slats, I'm ready for retirement. I've had, a, I've had enough, mate. These great hands are getting too much. I must say, if there's another team... Like, I do enjoy the Roosters. I like the Roosters. But I just don't like the fact that they're so dominant. But it's good to see a team go back-to-back. Oh. Because in this day and age where you just don't get the dynasties anymore, to go back-to-back is kind of cool. So, I don't know. Congratulations to the Roosters, and, and you know I would have much preferred to see the Roosters do it rather than the Broncos or Melbourne or <laughs> Melbourne made. Uh, we're looking for four straight grand finals if they'd beaten the Rooks, the Chooks last week. That's a, that's close to a dynasty, even that's only one. Well, one. that's true. You know, you can't deny. Roosters that, have gone back to back, and they are in the grand final in what 2013, and and the Broncos went back to back as well. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we're back. Not the footy show. I think Dave started without the uh, after the break thing. That's all right. That Sorry. Happens. Um, I'm deflated. Let's be honest. But I'm not. Uh, what's the word? I'm not distraught. Yeah. Uh, Is it the worst thing? In the like world? the uh, guy who's just broken down on the um, on whatever road we're on, Marsden Road. Kissing Poor fella. Kissing Point <laughs> Road. Some of the road. Anyway, um, this show is going tremendous. Uh, I think so. Quickly recapping a couple of things. We mentioned the Newtown Jets winning the NRL State Championship on the last kick of the game. That was pretty spectacular. And i got to say, the Newtown song. How good is the Newtown song? How does the Newtown song go? Well, it's got a lot of Newtown in it. <laughs> does um, it? That's all I remember. I remember hearing it and thinking, yeah, it's, got, it's catchy. Yeah. 
but I did n- think none of us remember anything apart from the fact that it said Well, detail. I couldn't really oh, hear what they said. What? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, you boys, were you listening? I heard, but the other thing uh, I heard was the red, white, and blue stars. No, see, that was, you're jumping ahead. This is, I know, this is one of your worst habits on this show. No, but we're talking about the same thing, Warwick. Good <laughs> songs. Good songs and good parts in songs. And I never realised that the Roosters song goes something about the Roosters and then something about the red, white, and blue stars. And it sounds good. And it's catchy. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what else is catchy? What's that? Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. <laughs> but they haven't, so we can't keep singing it. In the second game, the uh, Saints got absolutely belted uh, <laughs> by the Broncos. Uh, that was, that was absolutely one-sided. I uh, got shredded, is the word I can think of, uh, by the uh, Broncos who win back-to-back. And they scored 30 points in both both grand finals. Sergis, who got like player of the season or something, and they never so, got so, the ball to her. You mean player of the three games? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what the season is. Uh, I always days. find that one a little bit weird that I don't give that out after the grand final, but anyway, I understand. Um, before, yeah, well, true that. Uh, well, they did the Bloomin' Dally Ems before the grand final. They did. Jimmy Tedesco. Not bad. And then he wins, scores the match winning try on the GF. Who'd they give the man of the match to? So, Jack Whiten got man of the match. And um, Churchill. Which I thought was <coughs> understandable, but I still reckon there was enough time at the end of the game for the. Um, people picking the grand final winner to go. Yeah, the Roosters have just defended their uh, rear ends off and they've won the game with seven minutes to go. You can, you can probably uh, pick one of them as, as good as White may have been. I thought, well, for Canberra, Papali was amazing until he had to go off. Uh, he went off, I think he hurt his sternum or his neck and he was no just no good. Yeah. Um, so why did... Um Clockstad go off. He got. I, I. I don't. I just remember, everybody. When we're recording this, we're in the car after the game. We haven't seen any of the commentary. Really read anything on social. My gut feel was that uh, Ricky Stewart had saw that he had cramp, um, as good as he'd been going, and he made a decision to put Simonson's fresh legs on at fullback because That's when me. Clockstad came off, it looked like he was a bit bewildered. And did, and did Simonson and got, then do a bad read in defence? No, Simonson was fine. Um, look, he had no choice on the Tedesco try. He has to take two poo. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Um, he did actually end up making a, a assistant tackle on uh, Tedesco shortly after that when Bateman found a way to stop him from in front of the post uh, to keep Canberra in it. Uh, Soliola was amazing for Canberra in his second stint. Um, Horsburgh was great. Whitehead was extremely good in the first half. Canberra tried extremely hard to try and break that that lineup, but that defensive line. But the Roosters were just—I mean, Terrell Mitchell did like two things with the ball the whole match, but he made about three defensive reads that just killed Canberra. And BJ Lalua probably had his best game for Canberra in a year, and we just weren't good enough. That's yeah. that's the story of the match. Yeah, that's we're, what it boils down to. we're pretty good. We're just not as good, <coughs> and that's how I that's how I sum up the grand final. Are they going to go from strength to strength next year? 
well, as I said to Isaac, as we left the, the ground, like I'm disappointed because there's no guarantees we're here. there's no guarantees we're here next week next year. You have to have a very special season to make a grand final. I mean, you know this more than anyone, Dave. I mean, when you were a kid, the Saints made a bunch of grand finals. They didn't win any, but they made a bunch of grand finals, and you kind of like you know take your opportunity, and then you made it in um, 2010, and you probably thought that's the first of a few. Is that a fair comment? I, I thought we had the potential to, to win it again, yeah. And, and, and they we were good didn't for get the back. first half, but yeah, and then Philip and the they haven't the haven't looked season. likely, really likely since. No. That's the that, and you look at that Dragons team of 2010, and they they built up to that point. They were really good in, I think it was 06, I think 08, 09. You were really good, and then 10 you won it, and then it's you know. I think you got knocked out the first week the next year or maybe the yeah, second year. Yeah, but they for but, the yeah. Broncos. But they won the grand final, and that's why they faded. The but next that's year. but that's the thing. It's well, but there's no guarantees you're going to follow back. Um, and that's the thing that Canberra has to face. I mean, the advantage they have is yeah. But you guys didn't win, so you guys are going to be more hungry. Well, to get there let's, no, to, let's, to do that next step it, next year. The injuries, everything that can happen. You know, it's all well and good to say we'll be there next year. There's no guarantee who's going to no, be there next year. No, we no we do pick up a halfback, which we desperately need as as. I think solid Aiden Caesar has been, and he had his moments in this match, but he also had his negative moments in this match. Who are you picking up? Uh, we're getting a guy called George Williams, um, who's the Wigan halfback, um, and I've seen a bit of him, and he looks the goods. He looks like a much more attacking player than Caesar is. Um, are you losing Whitehead or Hodgson? Or, no, we're retaining. Or we're retaining those guys. Uh, the only people we will possibly lose is uh, Rapana, who's been offered a lot of money to go to Japanese rugby. Uh, Leilua apparently is being offered a round although after tonight's performance you don't want to get rid of him he was he was great uh, the team does stay relatively intact and yeah but you've got to still get through your 25 odd rounds or 24 games and you've got to win a couple of semi-finals or three semi-finals and then you've got to win the grand final it's, it's just it's not an easy thing just to say oh yeah they'll be better next year well they'll you know seven minutes from a grand final victory uh, tonight in regards to being there to, to win the match it's just the way it goes kids um, Roosters you can't really say anything more than they are one fantastic footy side uh, why what is it about them they control the game mate they they don't give an inch in defence which is just so impressive they lost Orbison and they lost Radley within the first 20 minutes tonight. Radley came back on, but Orbison was done for the match, and they just plugged in Angus Crichton and uh, Takiaho. <laughs> it's not bad to come off the and bench. And their line, yeah, somehow their you still line got Nate just to come break back in. their defensive um, line. Is it just Robinson just coaching them that well? It's, that... Just, it's, it's a combination of things. And I mean, look, neither of us are, are professional footy players. There's obviously, you've got to be wired a certain way, you've got to have the ability, and all the rest of it. All you can offer as observational is... They just they just turn up for each other and they've got the ability to do that. That's the other thing. Some teams don't have that ability. But when you combine the ability with the desire, it's it's a pretty potent combination, especially when you throw in the skill that they've got. Uh, Kronk was fantastic. Kiri was good. Uh, the, the forwards for the... Uh, the props for the uh, Roosters were great. Something I did notice, actually, which was very interesting, when they announced the Clive Churchill medal, we were, where we were sitting was right in front, in line with where the stage was. And just as Soliola got off the stage after he got his Ken Stephen medal, congratulations to C.S. Soliola for that, and all the um, nominees and all the players that do good stuff in the community. Um, White, uh, what's his name? What Hargraves 
Maria Hargraves walked towards one of the um, stage organisers and I know who they are so I look at who they are and they called him over and he was there with Robinson and Hargraves actually walked towards the stage to one of the marshals and then James Bracey announced the man of the match is Jack Whiten and you could see Maria Hargraves do an about face and go back yeah, to the right. players so I wonder if he'd someone had given him that information yeah, or well, any of the stage people that information that he'd won it um, he did have very good stats tonight. he did and you know really we know how much uh, big award um, award selectors love stats when it comes to those kind of games yeah. um, but I wonder if he he got, yeah, some in, in, interesting information uh, that he'd won the Clive Churchill Medal and um, then got turned around and, and Whiten got it. So Tedesco is just he's just Tedesco. Uh, we are so lucky to be watching him. He is such a good player. He actually got, you know, the Roosters really didn't have a lot of quality ball tonight, uh, but it's the work he does from coming out of his own half on the second or third carry. Sometimes he just finds room in behind the ruck and just oh, 15 metres bang like that quick play the ball and you see the cronk and the uh, Kiri show off the back of that I thought Verrills' try I know everyone forgot about it because it was really early on but it was incredibly soft great play from him but you, you can't let in a try from dummy half in the first 10 minutes of a grand final that's just that's just ugh, that's wonderful. He if you watch it slowly he did construct it quite well in like one or two seconds he, he did well to get it. Oh, he it did, but the defence... The defense. Defense. He stepped him and... Yeah, but three blokes drop off the tackle, mate. That's Because right. of what he did. But still, in the first 10 minutes, you, you've got to be awake to that. Um, and Canberra weren't, so good on you, Sam Verrills, for seeing that and taking that opportunity. Uh, Tupu and Morris ate a million metres coming out of their own end, which was very impressive. They, I thought Rapana and Kotrick weren't bad for Canberra in that department, but Tupu and uh, Morris were better. They really just ate up that that area of the field, um, and yeah, the Roosters just yeah, your defensive line uh, doesn't crack. Well, that's one try, and that happens. Um, How well did Morris play this whole year? His last month has been the Morris of of, of now. No, no, of now. He's now. he's more of a. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, he used to be just a sat in the wing and he scored tries. Yeah. Okay. He is actually using his body type, which is now really strong. He used to be a bit... Remember when he first came into first grade, there wasn't much thin. of him. Yeah. Um, he was all speed. But his, he is him. a... I mean, Canberra attacked him massively tonight with the kick. They never, they didn't kick to Rapana and Tupu once in the game. They always came back to the left and, and targeted, well, the Roosters' right, um, Morris. And he just found, like he, he came up with some mistakes. He but also his running game. He is just a he's a power runner. He's that's what he's doing now. He's about meters for them. That's the way that they, the Roosters play. But the great thing about the Roosters is they'll end up using them in attack. They don't just go. All you're supposed to do is run the ball from your own end. Um, but his last month has been phenomenal. He's been taking second hit ups off kickoffs after Hargraves. It's all been part of the the way that they've been working. Um, yeah. As for man of the match, yeah, I. I can't fault. I thought White was very good. I don't think he was the best player on the field. If I had to pick one, it would be probably um, Hargraves or 
honestly, Tedesco just he's there when he had to be. And you, you just think about how much defence they've been doing, and the half chance happens, and you look if you look at the replay and look where he comes from. He comes from nowhere, and he's there ahead of the defender from Canberra who looks up, and Tedesco's already gone. I mean, you also could have looked at Bateman, but I mean, after that horrible pass. That almost cost them well, but, I mean, was that I a forward pass, the one that Leilua passed to Rapana? I personally don't think it was. It, he definitely pushed the ball backwards. But, I mean, other than that, um, Bateman's horrible attempt at a pass. He, um, he had to try. Uh, I, he had to, he had to, I got no drama as you're trying stuff. It's when you're knocking on when they're... But he did have some good tackles. He stopped um, stopped Tedesco. Yeah, he did. Um, definitely a, a few try-saving tackles. So, I mean, he would have been up there. Yeah. But, yeah. So, 14 points to 8, the full-time score. Any thoughts, Bales? Yeah, it was a good match. Um, enjoyed it. The Roosters, uh, they were good defensively really well. I thought they, they could have had a little bit more attack, but the Raiders, they just... I thought there's a bit there where they got a bit of momentum and I thought, oh, you know, they might get something here. But then, again, the Roosters with a half chance just pull it out of the hat and Tedesco runs scores. Yep. Yeah. That's grand cool. final. Yeah. yeah, really, isn't it? That's it. But I do enjoy... The, for, the, for the most part, I thought Roosters had a bit more... Not momentum, what do you call it? They, they sort of looked like they were playing a bit better rugby league, but Raiders hang in there a lot, which just meant made for a good arm wrestle, and it was, was 8-all for a quite a long game. time. It was really yeah. quite a, a good quality game of rugby league. Spillin! Anyway. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Oh, it's pretty close. I mean, anyway, uh, that, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the Chapman uh, Nicholson slash Reeves uh, section of the podcast. We'll be back uh, uh, probably with Mr. Rob Cox um, oh. to discuss uh, what he thought of the game from the sideline. The referees weren't good, mate. Um, Tell him about the stats. What stats? <laughs> he loves his stats. Stats are awesome. Give him lots of stats. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can talk about this game the better. Uh, we'll be back um, with uh, probably part two after the break here at Not The Footy Show. Pepsi. Not The Footy Show. Hudson away to Whiten. Left foot kick high. Getting underneath it to Desco. It's come off a radar. Gone down to Hodgson. They've restarted the tackle count. But this is Gula. And he'll go to ground. He keeps the phase going. Out to Whiten. Whiten's tackled. Ten metres out. Well, now he calls six again. What's he doing I it. Six. Here. Here. I'm sure he indicated six. It's more. They did. They waved six again. Oh, yeah. That's a wave of six again. That is a wave of six again. Okay, we're back. It's episode 201. I'm still deflated at anything. Warwick Nicholson here. I've got Rob Cox on the phone. He was there last night as well. Snap, snap, snapping away. And, uh, mate, the Roosters back-to-back. I've watched the highlights this morning. I don't feel any better about myself. How'd you see the game? Cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> um, yeah, they, uh, they won, mate. They went back-to-back. First time in however many years. Um... Look, I, I've got to be honest, it, like, I, I had no V 
vested interest in either team. I, yep. I know a couple of the guys in each team, uh, and they're all good blokes. Um, I don't know. I, I, it felt to me like it wasn't a grand final. Maybe that was just my mindset because I didn't have any emotional um, investment in the yep. game. But, um, look, uh, obviously there's some controversy about the, the game, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to go through that a little bit. Um, mate, the, the Roosters, uh, the defence was just, the, their defence won the big game for them. Um, you know, and, and one little missed tackle, kind of uh, 10 or 15 minutes to go in the game, or whatever it was, where I think it might have been, you'll, you'll probably correct me here, but I think it might have been Takiyaho on the right middle edge, uh, made a bit of a break, or someone did there. And, um, uh, yeah, that led to a, a Tedesco try, uh, which kind of happened right under my nose, which was nice. But, yeah, um, mate, obviously if you're a Raiders fan, you're not feeling great today um, for probably not only the result but a couple of things that happened in the game that um, I'm sure there's some jilted Raiders fans out there and maybe rightfully so. I've, I've seen a couple of replays this morning. Um, but... Um, all in all, mate, it's a, another another grand final, uh, you know, run and one. And um, I guess more than anything, though, you're the one with the emotional interest in this hat. I mean, other than feeling oh. empty, I'm I'm, I'm gutted. I'm not I'm not distraught. I, I'm I'm more as I sort of slept on it and I was struggling to go to sleep last night, just just sort of taking in the fact that yeah, I think I think it's missed opportunity is the is the feeling. Um, mm. The roosters as good as their defence was, they didn't play to their ability in regards to, you know, with the ball. I mean, and Canberra had oodles of possession from about the 25th minute mark on, and we scored one try. Uh, mm. You can you can blame anything you like, and look, the decision, as Graham Annesley, the referee's boss, has, has been at pains to, to point out, says, oh, but it was the right call. Well... You know, there's a lot of wrong so calls. You're, you're, hold on, you're talking about the six again. The six yeah. again, but there's a lot of wrong calls that go play on, and, and that's the way it is. I guess the feeling is that didn't, you know, that that sucks, <laughs> uh, and you can see that Whiten is playing the game as if there's six to go and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, you know, a couple of key mistakes from from both teams led to tries, and um, you know. Uh, I can't fault the the Roosters' defence was superb. We didn't throw. I said to with Dave earlier a lot at them. Um, we we obviously had a, a game plan to kick to Josh uh, to Brett Morris's wing at every opportunity, and and yeah, we scored one try on the left. But you know, I, I didn't mind the tactic. But we just inside ball city. I think what the game plan seemed to be was if we turn it inside and they don't wrap us up, we'll offload and we'll play off the back of that. I get that mentality, but I also go, you have enough ball inside the 20 throughout the game to throw more at them, and you look dangerous. Lalua looked dangerous on the edge. Um, it's just a missed opportunity. You won't get the Roosters at that level. And, and not, I'm not going to say they were beatable, but they didn't take the game away from us, and we weren't good enough to take the game when it was there for us. And that's the bit that sucks. To your point about whether it felt like a grand final, obviously I'm going to be looking at through vastly different eyes to you. Uh, it felt like a, a very gripping contest. We were sitting amongst a, a bunch of Roosters and Raiders fans, and yeah, we rode everything. And um, it was a great, great little period, like great little group of people sitting there watching the game together. Um, and we certainly felt like a grand final. 
but yeah, I can't fault I can't fault the the way the Roosters defended in terms of that being not enough to earn a grand final victory. It was they were sensational, and when the opportunity came, uh, when Canberra decided that a second or a first marker, let alone a second marker, wasn't required, um, Luke Keary and Mitchell and and uh, Tupu were good enough to lay it on for Tedesco, who I think quite poetically put the cherry on the top of it, an amazing season from him. He's won, he won two, the two biggest games of the year, he won. You, oh, he's a big game player. <laughs> he scored the winning try in the last few seconds in Origin 3, and he scores the winning try in uh, the grand final. Uh, you can have your Dally M's, but those are the things that people should remember. He is a fantastic footballer, and uh, we'll get to the game a little bit, I guess, um, but I, I'm not going to blame the referees for costing us the grand final. What I will say is that it's a disappointing decision and, you know, I don't think the NRL is going to make any changes or anything in regards to, like, it's just a, we can say it's a human error. I, I, I do wonder whether there was a tip also from the bunker in that process, um, which we're not supposed to have, or we are supposed to have. I can't never remember what the rule's supposed to be. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not sitting here bashing my head against the wall going, well, is us and the referees uh, cost us the grand mm. final. Look, uh, in, in, um, in regards to, what you just said, what the rule's supposed to be. I, I, I don't think, personally, I don't think there should be any rules as long as the, 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 the ruling gets made in the correct way. But um, as we saw last night with that kick that went up that came off of a, off of a Raiders yep. player, it was thought Ben Cummins obviously thought it came off a Roosters player and, and waved the six to go. I mean... Let's just let's just spend a minute or two on that. Yeah. Okay. What what in? I, I guess you know what Graham Ennisley and his men will probably be doing in the next few days is thinking how can we how can we stop that from happening again, or how can how can we pacify uh, a team who's who's one of their chief playmakers sees the sign. Yeah. Okay. And and mate, as a you know as a. Uh, Looking at it through players' eyes for a moment, if you've got the ball in your hands and you see someone waving six to go, yeah. no matter what Mate. anyone else says, correct, correct, you're thinking I've got another five plays here, um, and I'm holding on to the ball. I'm going to I'm going to die with the ball. The key, or, the I'm key in that home. thing, uh, Rob, is that Wyden didn't get the ball until he changed his mind. But that doesn't mean that he was there listening intently to what the referee was saying. He would have no, seen from I'm, where he was standing. The arm move, that's the whole reason there's an arm movement, is that if the audio doesn't get conveyed to the players, you know by looking at the referee what he's decided. And that's the whole reason that it's a signal. So yep. it, it, that's, that's why he thought it was last tackle. Anyway, yeah, well, it was six again. But yes, continue. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not here to, to offer a professional like Graham Ennisley any advice, but you know, I'd suspect there'd be a few people out there who would be thinking, how can, how can, if this happens again, and if it happens once, it can happen again. How can we get to to a point where this can this could be you know cut off at the knees, if you like, so the same mistake doesn't grow again? And I mean, for, for, my, for my way of thinking, I would have thought that the that uh, for wherever the perceived knock on happened, you know, um, the if the referee makes a wrong signal. It's very hard in the in the moment to, to relay to the players that are you know in line or in light to get the ball that 
I made a mistake other than to blow time off for a second. Yep. And so and have a play the ball, a fresh play the ball on five and last. Okay. Mm. Or whatever the tackle number was. What num- what t- number tackle were they on? Were they on five? Yeah, it was last. It was last. Right. So I, I would have thought that I'm from pretty sure wherever yeah. from wherever the perceived knock on happened or wherever the ball is right now, stop. Okay. I need to inform you that we're now on last tackle. I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is video running around. I haven't seen it, but I've... Of the audio of the refs. The audio. And and apparently Sutton was screaming, um, five and last, five and last, five and last. Yeah, he he made made a call to... And there's there's a bit of... What's the word? Uh... It's a bit of a fallacy to say that, oh, because of this audio, we say categorically they did the right thing because there's no audio of the crowd within that, those, those, uh, no, that's, that's right. That it was a pretty loud crowd last night. Oh. It was a pretty loud crowd. Um, probably one of the loudest, there's moments in that game that was probably the loudest that I've heard at ANZ Stadium, yeah, including the Olympics. It was crazy. The Olympics as well. It was, it it was, was very, very yeah. loud. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Would, would you have been pissed off if, they had a said, stop play, we're, we're going to just quickly inform you that we have made a mistake, play the ball here, five and last. Or do you where, take where, do you mean? Do you mean go back to where, before the kick? To, no, to go back, to either to go back to, right to the point where he called six to go and then was informed or was overruled or whatever happened, I think play should have stopped. And so, who gets the ball? How else? Well, it's still it's still Canberra's ball. But that means right? that, that means they've advanced down the field to the point of the kick and get another tackle. Well, maybe, but that's where the, that's where it comes in that the referee has made a mistake. I I don't think you can put up a process to stop this happening again. I just think it happened. I hate that it happened in regards to how it affected how Canberra attacked, but. At the end of the day, mate, and this is the point that I made with the, the Roosters fans sitting around us, you know, and the Canberra fans we were with, we had been on the attack for so long that we kind of forgot that we had to be desperate in defence as well. And you can you can argue all you like about the that, that particular play, but we, we, had, we got tested twice in the next three minutes after that play and, and broke both times. Um, you know, you can reset your, your line, you can get another tackle, but, you know, at the end of the day, we, we reacted poorer than they did. And I don't think that's a thing you can you can guard against that mistake. That is just you know you could on another day the BJ Lalua flick pass is considered okay and that's a try. Uh, you know I, I think it's a forward flick pass and you should have just caught and passed it. Forward. But it the point forward. is they could have said it wasn't and the ref, yeah, ref can't overrule. Yeah, and that's yeah. just the way it is. And the Roosters fans would be kicking and screaming and all the rest of it. Mm. That's it's just it's the nature of of the decision-making on the run, what is frustrating, and you can see it in Stuart's press conference, is that the decision was made wrongly, but it was made clearly to the players who then reacted to that. The referee yeah. tried to overrule it and change it, and he did, and yeah, that's a that's a pop balloon moment, but that's what Stuart's frustrated is. He doesn't, and he's, he's, he's pretty clear on this most of the time. You listen to any of his press conferences and whatever, he can live with a referee making a decision as long as he sticks by it. He's going. So, do you think? So, in your opinion, though, forget about Ricky for a moment. Yeah. In your opinion, he calls six to go wrongly. He wrongly calls six to go. 
they they you know stick with that decision. And Canberra and scores. Cam- and Canberra scores. How do you feel today? I'd feel the same as if they'd called. It's like I say, that's why I used the Lua flick pass as an example. That's the referee making the decision. If I'm, a, I'd be dirty if I was a Roosters fan. But the the point in regards to that is that that is a decision made on the run. I'd be more frustrated if they video refed it, and they'd give it like I I, just, I think you got to back the referee making his decision. And this is the bit that I'm frustrated is that he he backed himself and then he backtracked. So what happens here, right? Let's just say the kick goes up. Yeah. Uh, they 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 figure out in the video replay that it comes off a, off of um, a Raiders player and shouldn't have been six to go. Um, I guess they can't really rule it. They can't because it would have been one tackle before. Unless it's a try. And that's, again, like I don't want our game going down the NFL route. I definitely don't mm. want that. Last night, yeah. one of the reasons that I found it as gripping as it was is it was end. It was... It wasn't necessarily end to end, but it was it was constant motion. It didn't feel like there were a yeah. lot of lot of stops in play last night. I, th- it was a, I think it was a good game to watch. Mm. I, I really do. I think it was a, a good game to watch. My my obviously the other thing that people are talking about today was is is the Roosters fourteenth uh, man on the field huh. in the orange. You shirt. mean the constant fourteenth man? And all teams are guilty of this at times. Don't get me wrong, mate. I've, I've, you, you know my point. You know my thoughts on this. Yeah. You know my thoughts on this. They should not be on the field until there's a stoppage. Correct, but the rest should. They, no, 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 no buts. I'm with you. No, 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 no. I'm with These you. These guys are getting eight interchanges a game. There should not be a trainer on the field unless there's a stoppage. Completely agree. But the same bloke that, that sat there and and, and made uh, apologies for Ben Cummins making the right decision is the same bloke that is ultimately responsible for those uh, trainers being on the field ninety percent of the time. So Mate, why, like, if if you if you want if you want to be really harsh on Annesley and Co, you know that is something they can control. <laughs> That's the stupid thing. Um, you know, I, I saw an interesting moment in the New South Wales Cup game when the try was scored to win the match, which was an amazing ending. Um, oh, all the yeah. all the Newtown players ran the field and the the sideline officials like berating the Newtown um, interchange officials, saying "Get them off, get them off, get them off." Well. Obviously, there's someone patrolling the sidelines there. Why aren't they patrolling what the um, trainers are doing? I mean, what buds? Do you want to tell you a little little secret? I like little secrets. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, I, I was shooting that um, Jets game, and he scored that. He scored the try. All, all legit, all good and fair. I actually ran on the field. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I've done that twice now. Yeah. The first time I did it was 25 years ago. I think I told you about that. <laughs> yeah. um, that was the, that was the recording that we lost, mate. Or was it? Okay. Yeah. I found myself 10 metres onto the field and thought, oh, bugger, there's still a kick to go. Uh, <laughs> I better get off here. Uh, so I got off the field. Um, but, mate, my, my idea, of, there's nobody, there is nobody, I, 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 I dare you to find somebody that likes a trainer on the field. The trainers on the field do not water the players, mate. They are huh. not given the oh, players 100%. water. They are directing They're traffic. Orders. Yep. They're directing traffic. They shouldn't be on the field no matter what, until there's a stoppage. Now, if a player isn't good enough to get through a, a set of six without needing water, you shouldn't be playing NRL yeah. football. Yeah. There's not, no requirement for... But I've seen, I've seen players go through pre-season training. They yeah. don't get watered every minute of the Correct. game. Correct. They should not be on the field. Okay, that happened... I've got a different spin on it. I actually think it should have been a penalty. I think Soliola played at his legs. Okay. Um, so that's my spin on it. So okay. I think the right thing ultimately happened, but 
let's just pretend, pretend for a second that Soliola didn't play his and, and White uh, gets goes through, yeah, gets the ball, and Whitehead goes through and, and probably picks up the ball and scores. If not, if he doesn't, Canberra on the attack inside the thirty. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't, at the very at the very least, he lands on top of the ball, um, dives on it, and they t- they're attacking. Tackle one 20 metres out. Yeah. Different different scenario. Uh, but I do think that, and not many people have brought it up, I think Soliola played at his legs. The position that that Kiri ended up in um, tells me that he played at his legs. Okay. So, um, But I still think there should, that, that I thought that I read somewhere in the rules as well, mate, that if a trainer is on the field, he needs to be off by the f- end of the fourth tackle. Ah. Uh. Now, that might be the case. I don't. I don't. Can't say I've read that personally. But okay, I think that I've read that somewhere. Uh, please, anyone out there who may be listening, who knows different, let us know. Um, but in my mind, trainers shouldn't be on the field at yeah. any point in oh. time unless there's an injury or a stoppage. Is it a stoppage like a scrum or something about to happen? Yep, quickly run on, give a couple of them water, then get the hell off. Don't be on the field during play. But to your point, this is, and this is why I found. Uh, Trent Robinson, I haven't watched all the post-match. I'll try and do that at some point because it's usually pretty interesting and whatever, hearing the players and, and the like. But he got challenged by Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, um, I saw that. And his response, I'm sorry, if you're a Roosters fan, you love him. But if you're a neutral rugby league fan, you're going, as if you react like that if the shoe was on the other foot. He basically said, oh, we won. Why are we talking about it? it, it I, I just found that. And the reason that I bring that part of it up is that um, the modern coach has to be like this, but it's the way they are. They will fight tooth and nail to keep the trainers in the field. That 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 the whole as you pointed out before, they have the player the trainers on the field to direct traffic. Absolutely. Robinson is a massive. Why do you think that bloke's on the field all the time? Because he's excellent at giving orders to his players, and he's obviously yeah. fit enough to run around. Robinson, that's his. That's that's Robinson's queen on the field. Really, you can you can argue your Cronks and your Kiris and all the rest of it, but. He's the one that can move anywhere at any time, pretty much. And Absolutely. if he has to come and off... there's no pressure on him to do anything. Correct. And if he has to come off, then, you know, Robinson will blow up. He'll, he'll, he'll be the first to ring Annesley the next day. So why are you treating my trainer any differently than everybody else's? So any any idea that we're going to ever change the the um, operation of the trainers will come down to the coaches saying, no, that's not going to happen. And then everyone's going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, just, it, doesn't, well, oh. it doesn't happen in any other sport. It's pathetic. But why like, is it happening? In, why is it happening in what is possibly Australia's pinnacle of sport? Yeah. We've got a bloke running around in an orange shirt, throwing orders at the players. And what was it? Is about coached to within an inch of their lives anyway? Was it five why minutes into the game? Coach on the field? Was it five minutes into the game? It was was barely anything into the match. Uh, well, yeah, there was within the first ten. Like so, yeah, he had to be out there, and oh, I just the the ruling that they, they all do yeah. it. They all do it. That every team has a fourteenth man, yeah. you know, and some are better known than others. You know, Alfie Lang is probably the most famous. And mate, I've seen him. He just stands there barking at him. Yep, Stacey you know, Jones, pointing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, slide across. Slide so across, too, I mean, you know, push up. You know, there's plenty of other moments in the game. Um, I mean, Jared Croker at the end of the first half, he's, he's inches from, or he's centimeters from taking the bomb in the air and putting Canberra up half time. Um, mm. I mean, we probably talk about, uh, as I said, I think Lua had one of his better games for Canberra that I've seen in, in recent memory. Uh, a key part of that and that forward pass that he threw to Low Lua uh, to Rapana, and I've mentioned it with Dave, but that was the only attacking play that Canberra had after the penalty goal in those 10 minutes mm. that um, Cronk was off the field. 
uh, identified that Friend's kick for touch was just massive. He'd just come on, he slowed the game down, and Canberra were in their own half for about eight of the ten minutes that they had the advantage. Um, I did want to bring up uh, one thing, um, and I've been his biggest fan all year, um, but poor old Johnny Bateman was involved in two of the plays that killed the Raiders at the end of the match. He, he made up for one of them by pulling down Tedesco with about four minutes to go with an amazing you know, desperation tackle when it was 14-8. But he was the one that didn't go into marker after Leilua made the tackle on Cordner. Um, he sort of was back in no man's land and ended up getting nobody on the try. And he was also the one that was caught ball watching um, when Takiyaho made the break in the middle of the field to give him the field position. Um, he had a fantastic year, but they're just two huge plays that... that you know, and that's the way that the game was always going to turn when there's um, two tries in and 71 minutes of football, or whatever it was. Um, Mate, it, it's cruel. It's cruel that, that your season can come down to one missed tackle. Yeah. It, it is Old, cruel. One but... decision not to go to marker. That was the. That was that yeah. was just that was that. That's the play. I mean, I can talk about we can talk about the, the the kick and but you know how often do you see in a game of the league now in this day and age no marker there. It's it's no, it's very rare, very awesome. and it wasn't like yeah. there was one marker there. There were no markers, um, yeah. and that was probably again. I forgot. Do you remember, do you remember yeah. years ago the super coach Chris Anderson tried that one? Yeah, he did when he was at East, wasn't it? Is it is it the Roosters? Yeah. I don't think he lasted a year because I think Freddie might have replaced him. Yeah, he but did. He had a theory that um, who needs markers? Yeah, and they got towelled every time they did it. They did. It was fun. It was fun to watch. <laughs> um, as I said, he did make up. For part of it by pulling down uh, Tedesco, and, and if you haven't seen that tackle, it's 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 desire that he gets him. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to talk about the thing that we Dave and I identified in the car last night. It's merged as a story this morning. Uh, uh, Jerry Rear Hargraves had been told uh, by the um, operations staff um, on the field that he would be the man of the match. Yeah, he got pulled across. Uh, I watched it happen live. We were right in line with the ten meter line, so we're we're behind basically where the players were. We're up quite a height. I've got it on video, obviously fair away. But and I make a comment. I say Hargrave's got Clive Churchill because he's standing in front of Robinson. He's clearly been singled out. And then James Bracey announced Jack White as uh, man of the match. Apparently, according to the article, Darren Lockyer was unreachable at the end of the game. Yeah. How how does was he on telecast? I, I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't watching the telecast um, last night, but I don't know how that logistically happens if he's deciding the the man of the match. Jack Whiten is Clive Churchill medalist. Uh, what are your thoughts? I think he he was one of the two best players on the field. And for who, sure. Who was the other? JWH, yeah. In my mind, he, he just worked. Uh, he, he, you know, he obviously had a, a little debt to pay back to the Roosters um, in in missing the preliminary. But um, I think in his mind, he wanted to play the best game that he would played, and I think he achieved that. Um, look, I, I'm not necessarily one that thinks you have to have to have won the game to be man of the match. I've seen plenty of real good players. You know, uh, play their hearts out and lose a game, yep. um, and still be the best on field. Uh, I think Jack White and um, not made 
look, I, I think Jack White probably deserves to be man of the match. Um, he was uh, from the heights. I obviously watching live and seeing the heights. I can't disagree with it. He was very, very good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but Jared, you know, like it, it's a it's a it's a bumbling error, you know, for Jared to be told that he's going to get it and then not get it. Yeah. Um, uh, tell me when 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 Billy Slater um, won Man of the Series in that Origin, that famous Origin or infamous uh, uh, thing. In 2018, who were, the select, who, who were the three I judges? I think it's the same three, isn't it? I wasn't Lockie, Adalia, Meninga. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, um, and, and it's also interesting that the two of them are ex-Canberra legends. Um, that puts a little bit of a green taint on it, but nah, look, I, 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 yeah, no, well, it does, it does. Um, uh, but at the same time, mate, um, you know, it's not as if they gave it to, to Bailey Simonson. Uh, yeah. They gave it to a bloke who was, uh, and that, that's no sledge on Bailey because I know he's a good player. But what I'm saying is a, a bloke that was out there for the full eighty. Who, um, uh, if, if if he wasn't if he wasn't the best, he was one of the two best on the field. And, yeah. and but I think it's a I think it's a fairly, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a fair, fairly uh, kind of innocuous thing to be grabbing at. Um, you know that that there's a rot on. I, no. I, I tend to think that there wasn't a rule on um, in this situation, and I tend to think that um, uh, I don't think I, I know, what some people are saying is that oh, uh, they know they ripped Canberra off, so they gave Jack no, the uh, man of the match, and and uh, that's that is just not their style. Um, you know, uh, first of all, I don't think that the NRL would would rip anyone off knowingly. Uh, I don't think referees go out there to make uh, mistakes on purpose. Um, uh, and I don't think that three, you know, legends of the game, um, including one immortal, yeah. would pick a player that isn't deserving of a man yeah. of the match. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it was justified, mate. And I think uh, White will find himself in a green and gold jersey in a couple of weeks' time. Mm. He was um, He was excellent. Hargraves, uh, phenomenal. I thought Papali until he succumbed to his uh, neck, sternum, whatever it was that was just killing him, was was outstanding for Canberra. Um, and then, funny, we, we obviously lost a bit when he went off. CSLEO, I said this to Dave, came on and, and was amazing 15 minutes, but we really missed Papa when he had to go off. The other player that I, I have to say I would have probably given it to, having now had sort of a few hours to sleep and watched the highlights this morning. Tedesco came up with some plays in defence that you won't think about because um, we always seem to think about how he attacks and all the rest of it and he helps count with a leading try, but he's the one that gets across and stops Leilua in the last minute. Um, he makes a bunch of stops on his line um, with, with kicks. He covered Brett Morris, as I said before, being targeted uh, quite well. Um, he, and he made a bunch of... And he made a bunch of runs, and he makes a bunch of runs every game where he's he's second yeah. to third tackle, and he and he makes it in behind the line, makes fifteen meters, gets a quick play of the ball, and they just run off the back of that. He's he's just an uber player. I just I just love him. He's he's a great footy player, and I think if I had to do my um, you know award now, I'd give it to him. Uh, obviously, the player the deflectors only have to go on what you see uh, on the night. Um, which, as I said, I think I can't fault uh, the fact that Whiten got it because he was outstanding in the game. But that's the that's the big other um, controversy to come out of last night. Uh, 
final points, Cogsmith, I was really impressed by the amount of Canberra fans that showed up. I told you there'd be a lot of Canberra fans there. Um, they, they, they surprised a lot of people on telecast, I got told from a few people this morning. They're going, I can't believe how many Canberra fans here. I'm thinking, we're here. We exist. We just woke up. Um, and, you know, the feeling leaving, I saw some disappointed fans, but I also didn't get the feeling that anybody was disgusted or anything like that and, and ruining um, that we'll never be here again. Having said that, and it's said to Dave, you don't walk into grand finals. Uh, the Roosters didn't have a great season this year. They had a really some really high points, but... You know, they came good when it mattered um, because that's the kind of team they are. Um, you've still got to earn that spot in the top four as we as we probably uh, are back into that sort of mode of you've got to make the top four to win the premiership and, you know, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, I don't think... And Canberra do get George Williams next year, the halfback from Wigan, um, and he will be an improvement. And he'll be improvement on Aiden Caesar who tried his best and ran the ball a bit, which was good to see, but... He was just overmatched um, by the, the quality on the other side of the field, uh, especially given White and played as well as he did. I I can't say we're a lock to come back next year and, and the rest of it. I'm stoked that we had that opportunity and uh, the ride's been fantastic and the rest of it. Um, but, yeah, as I said, the overwhelming feeling is just missed opportunity um, for me. Any thoughts on the, the GF that I haven't covered? No, not really. Um... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in next year now. <laughs> I, I always am. I'm, I'm always looking forward, you know. And I think, um, you know, uh, Ricky, who, who does he lose, mate? Who's gone? Rapana will probably go to Japanese rugby. Um, mm-hmm. I think Canberra will match that figure. Um, and Lalu is the other one that um, may or may not take a contract offer elsewhere. Well, Caesar's gone though, right? Um, no, Caesar's still under contract, I believe, for a year. Right. But uh, you know, if he gets an offer somewhere, Canberra probably won't stay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll standing his way. Other than that, the the, the same unit returns, um, mm-hmm. and you know, another year of Horsburgh, who was who was phenomenal. Um, they need they need another lead front rower though, don't they, to help Papa? Well, um, yeah, I mean that's that, well, uh, Horsburgh has the potential to be a starting prop. He was, I was, he was most upset last night. I was crying out for him to get back on the field with 15 to go rather than five to go. I know that Stuart didn't want to use... Well, that's probably the last point I want to, I want to cover with you, actually. Um, Nickel Klockstad, did he get replaced or did he get hurt? Because I, I thought he got replaced. And I, I knew what Stuart was doing. I said it at the time amongst the people we were with. I understood it, given he'd he been struggling with... He, he'd, he'd been struggling with cramp and the rest of it. He'd had a great game. Um, yeah, but I, I understood. Year, I understood the move. I just, I just, I know Stuart will. I just know that he needs to be, you know, um, really. What's the word? Uh, just in his ear through the the next week or so, and, and just reaffirm you, my guy. It was just a. I, I don't think it's in the. I don't think it's in the Warren Ryan taking uh, Roach and Sutherland no. off uh, situation. Um, no, by any stretch. Canberra needed, but Canberra needed some needed something on the field. Um, but as I said, that the downside of that decision with the time left was that Stewart then had to hold back his last interchange. And I just felt like after the try by um, Tedesco, we needed we needed a change then, um, and he left. Um, I think it was uh, Guler on for a little bit longer, who he actually played quite well. Um, yeah, but yeah. but Horsburgh had been our our most effective middle hour than um, uh, Papali. And he just came. By the time he came back on, I mean, he touched the ball. I think about five times in the last five minutes. 
Um, yeah, it was just the you know the, the time to play through that forward area had sort of disappeared. But that's the that's the year, mate. Um, been a pleasure what chatting with you once again. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. who do they lose? Um, that's a good question. Cronk obviously retires. They've brought Kyle Flanagan in from the Sharks. Uh, there's no yeah. doubt he ain't Cronk. And also he's a, Walker. Um, oh, the young fella. Walker's son, yeah. yeah, I can't see him playing first grade next year. No, probably not, but I'll tell you, they'll probably give him a little taste of mm. maybe some bench time or something. Oh, it's something, oh, it's something that Robinson is, is quite good at. Uh, Sam Verrills yeah. was, I mean, that try, oh, as soft as it was, man, it was I still a great try. I said, the, the message I sent you during the game, mm. they, they looked a better team when Verrills was on the team. They did. The um, and they really, that took some heavy-duty faith, I think, from, from Robbo. Um, when, you know, they really bogged down there for like 20, 25 minutes when Barrels wasn't on the field. Yep. Uh, and, I, and I know that, you know, Jake Friend has been a great servant to the Roosters and, and you know, he's, he's an origin player as well as a, uh, you know, a great club man. But, you know, when you're playing for a grand final and something isn't working out, I think it took some great faith from, from Robinson to, to stick with that and not jam Barrels straight back out there. Yep. Um, he was he was uh, very very he's been very very good for the last six weeks. Yeah. Barrels, mate, um, uh, maybe even longer, eight weeks, ten weeks, um, and um, uh, he he's the future there at nine. What, what I find interesting about the Verrills situation, and look, he might just be that good, but he's also a, an example where I think clubs get obsessed with this manufacturing a nine business. They'll move a half in the nine or a lock in the nine and they'll try and get through and, and whatever. With Friend being out for so long and he'd been, he'd been out, then he came back and got hurt straight away. They'd obviously gone with Radley for a while there. But Robinson went, I've got a good kid. You know, he's, he's got obviously got good fitness and, you know, he's smart enough around the ruck. And he just put yeah. faith in him. And look at how he, he peaked at the at the right time of the, the oh, year. Mate. So yeah, many clubs don't better. do that. Some clubs are just too afraid. Yeah, they just are too afraid to play... A young fella and give him a give him a go. It's like it, the, sometimes. I mean, yes, there's great players around him. He can do that argument, but you know, little things like that. I mean, when there's three tries scored in the grand final and your, your replacement number nine scores the first one because he catches uh, two players not really paying attention to him, Parley and Lockstad, and it's and it, like that that wins you that wins your premierships. It, it just does. Absolutely. That investment was made ten weeks ago. And trying to trying to convert Radley into a nine, even though he can play nine, it takes a bit of your starch away from your, from your edge, you know. And and I think um, I just think, mate, look, I know that everyone today. I wanted Canberra to win, yeah. Um, and uh, everyone other than BC, who's uh, <laughs> uh, you know running around like a two dollar pimp with a sequence putty. Suit on today, mind you. Um, mind you, from home, he of course didn't go to the grand final, but you know we won't no. we won't bring that up. I sent, I sent you a message before, and I really stick by this. I mean, I love it. When, I, I know that when your team wins, you're happy, but there's no worse a winner in the comp than a Roosters fan. <laughs> there's no, they're, they're, they're just so, uh, and this, and this is what makes us hate them. Well, this okay, I'll, I'll I'll I don't disagree with that in its current form. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I reckon yeah. there there will be, and this is gonna annoy some people who listen to the show, but I'm going to just put it out there. I have a, I have a feeling, if it ever happens, and I, I emphasise the word if, if Parramatta ever win the comp, their fans will be insufferable. They will just be, oh. And I mean, I'm probably stereotyping based on a few Parramatta fans. I don't know. have to worry about 
<laughs> but as I said, the Roosters fans that I was amongst, they were great. Um, um, group of, uh, obviously, they were a group of mates. They were, they were fantastic. Uh, they rode the game with us. There was a couple that were acting obviously pretty average during the uh, Sia speech and then the uh, Whiten speech. And um, look, it's just what it is, mate. They, they get they get to enjoy the spoils, and it's up to them how uh, classy they do it. Mm, yeah. Well, look, uh, mate. Um, are we gonna are we gonna drop another podcast um, maybe for the test? Yeah, I think we should do another one. Um, yeah, I think good because we've been pretty slack this year. We've only done about five, haven't we? Uh, six, I think it is. Six. And um, we Eight. do have a you and I do have a dinner date. Um, we do. We do. It's not set. It's got to happen before. Uh, well, you're about to head off, aren't you, mate? I am. I'm about to head off for two weeks to do a filming trip. Um, yeah. But I'll be back. Uh, I'll be. I'm actually going to be back for. Probably about four days before the um, the test match in Wollongong. I'll okay. So um, we should uh, catch up for uh, a podcast, and then after that, I'm, so I'm back for four weeks. We'll catch up for a meal Done. Uh, in that four weeks, I'd imagine. So, so uh, uh, yeah, some McDonald's or something. Oh, something like that. Uh, so that's episode 201, uh, kids. Um, Rob, pleasure as always chatting with you, mate. Thanks to uh, Dave Chapman, obviously, for the... Um, instant reaction after the game last night and for driving um, to the ground. Uh, what was really interesting was uh, I stuck around for obviously all the, the press, the presentations and whatever. I didn't stick around for the lap of honour, but we sort of left at that stage in the, the notorious P1 car park. Uh, it was the easiest easiest departure I've ever seen from a big game uh, there. So I, I thought, it, it was easy. We didn't have any stop. We just walked up in the car and drove straight out. And that was about oh, an hour and 10 after the game finished. Yeah, uh, what it yeah. tells you is that a lot of Canberra fans were there <laughs> at the ground yeah. because if the Roosters fans hadn't um, left yet and we could get out easy, um, yeah, all well, Canberra fans obviously uh, disappeared. Um, yeah. You can get us on facebook.com slash NRL podcast at NRL tweet at R-O-B-B-C-O-X on Twitter and Instagram for the man over there. Um, again, we didn't do heaps this year, but hopefully what you got, uh, you enjoyed. Um, we always welcome a iTunes review. And uh, we will speak to you uh, next time. And what we do know, kids, is that the Eastern Suburbs Roosters have back-to-back their premieres for another 12 months. And at the moment, uh, no one is good enough uh, to dethrone them. Uh, That's pretty much how we sum up um, 2019. He'll play the ball just inside the 20-metre line. Two tackles left. 15 seconds of the game remaining. Away it goes then from Rapida to Hodgson. Hodgson away. Caesar dropped the ball. Now it's with Bateman. Bateman in and away. He's able to pass. It's gone to Hodgson. He tries to kick it. Trump falls on it. That will be it. They've defended their title. They are still the champions. And the first in a united competition since 92-93. Look at the exhaustion out on the field. Look at the players down. The Roosters are trying to celebrate, but they're worn out. They've won this competition on defence, on sheer grit and defence and playing for each other. And the Raiders have given such a wonderful account of themselves, not only all year, but today on their biggest day. So 14 to eight. The full-time score.
absolutely sensational and controversial grand final. Rugby League has the power to change lives and the Ken Stephen Medal recognises the extraordinary off-field work that NRL players do and they make a difference in the community. Each year, one of the most important awards in our game is bestowed upon a player who has gone above and beyond. And tonight, our 2019 winner is announced on our biggest day and will join a class of formidable players who perform both on and off the field. And it's an honour to announce tonight the Ken Stephen Medalist for 2019 from the Canberra Raiders is Sia Saliola. Thank you everyone for coming tonight. I really appreciate all the support that we've, um, we've had this year. It's been a great journey. Um, congratulations to the Roosters. Mate, thoroughly deserved. You guys are formidable opponents and um, you really sent the benchmark this year. So you guys really deserve that. Um, you know, the result that you guys get and enjoy it. And to our boys, man, it's been an, been an awesome ride, man. But this, this won't be the end of us. This will be just the, this is just the beginning. So I want to thank everyone. I want to thank um, the nominees for for this award. You know, this is for everyone. This is not just for me. This is for everyone. All the nominees, the top four, this, this is the community. So I can't accept this just on, just on my behalf. This is for everyone. This is for you, Canberra. I love you. Well, it's now time to announce the man of the match who receives the prestigious Clive Churchill medal. And the winner from the Canberra Raiders, Jack Whiten. Uh, I'd just like to thank all our Raiders fans for turning up tonight. We love you as always. Very, very proud of our boys. Uh, this is the numbest feeling I've ever felt. Congratulations to the Sydney Roosters who's got us tonight. Hopefully we'll see you again in another dance like this. Thank you, everybody. Congratulations, too, to our runners-up in 2019, the Canberra Raiders. We'd now like to welcome them on stage, led by their co-captains, Jared Croker and Josh Hodgson. First of all, I'd like to um, congratulate uh, Boydie and, and Friendy. Um, he's had a great year. He's probably been the benchmark all year. And, um, you know, he's... He's just got us in the end there, so congratulations, guys. Um, to our boys, um, I love every single one of you. I, I couldn't be prouder of the whole season. Um, you know, we've been in games like that week in, week out, and, and we just keep finding a way to turn up. And uh, it wasn't our night tonight, but um, like I said, I couldn't be prouder. Um, to all the Green fans, um, you guys are outstanding all year. Um, make sure you come back next year, and we'll, we'll be here again. It's only the start for us. And the captains, Boyd Cordner and Jake Brand. And of course the coach, Trent Robinson. Wow, what a feeling. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank the Canberra Raiders team. Uh, what a season, guys. You've been awesome all year and uh, that was a tough game. Um, you know, a classic grand final and yeah, I went down to the wire, so hold your head up. Should be proud of your year, and your fans should be proud of your team too. Uh, to the Roosters, wow, what a journey. Had our ups and downs, but 
It's where we want to be. We got the win. We'll enjoy this for the next few days. I just want to um, special mention to our little halfback, Cooper Cronk. Mate, what a career you've had. We've been uh, blessed to have you here at the Sydney Roosters. What you've done for this team, what you've done for this club, mate, will never be forgotten. We love you. Wish you all the best in retirement. And uh, we'll make sure we celebrate this one for you, mate. To all our sponsors, thank you for all your support throughout the year. Uh, most importantly, Steggles. It's been a great partnership for years now and we really appreciate it. Last but not least, we'd like to thank our loyal fans. Thanks for turning up week in, week out for us. This one's for you guys. You're the best. How good is it? Yeah! The Sydney Roosters will now receive the Proven Summons Telstra Premiership Trophy from Peter Beattie and Jeremy Nichols of Telstra. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2019 Premiers. was um, doing some official lines at the start and you got about two lines in and what? just said, I got nothing. <laughs> he said, I said, I'm lost. I'm lost. And uh, what I thought was really harsh, I actually thought it was a fantastic moment where it just relaxed the entire players from both teams because they looked over and you could see a few players go, what? What happened there? But then... Uh, and then someone just pressed play on they've the just, music. They've just done the old wind-up on for Rhino and he's, he hasn't been able to continue. But and someone else came in and, said, and sort of was like giving him, okay, remember, this is how it goes. And it was like that was they thought it was going to happen after yeah, the and National Anthem. And then as soon as the National Anthem... National Anthem got underway and, and then just, it was... Whoop, off you go. Off. So um, I hope he gets another go. But if I'm... <laughs> if I, it doesn't feel too bad. If I'm a player, I'm going, thanks, Rhino, for just releasing the tension. Um, yeah. Because that would have been... Yeah, you just hype, 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 and all of a sudden it's like I didn't go to plan. Unlost. Um, anyway, good news is, kids, we're on our way to get some uh, ice cream and chips because you got to dip the chips in the ice cream. Gee, it's a bit rich. Hey, <laughs> sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> hey, stay away from the chicken! No, no chicken, mess you up! Said they won them. There's a few people doing drive through. Are you gonna go in? Nah, we're doing drive through. Right, I was gonna say, if there's any roosters. I'm quite in the mood for some chicken nuggets. Okay. <laughs> what do you want, eyes? Do you want some chips, do you? Uh, yeah, I'll have nothing. Really? Bailey wants an ice cream. Can I get six chicken oh, nuggets? Hang on. No, no sauce. Uh, ice cream, guys. Four ice creams. A large fries. Three ice cream. Four ice creams. Three ice no, creams? Four. 
like ice cream cones. Do you want ice cream or not? No, you don't. And a medium <laughs> chips. Was that all? I'll get a frozen Coke. And a frozen Coke. Anyone else for a frozen Coke? Yeah, was that all? That's all. That's all. I couldn't quite, like, get perpendicular with the speaker. Oh, yeah? Because of the car in front, so I had to yell it out to her. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can hear it. I thought, that, I thought she was talking to those people. And really? you just go on the offensive. Six nuggets! <laughs> oh my nugs! No sauce! Nugs! <laughs> How disproportionate those burgers look than what we'd actually get. It's called uh, advertising. Advertising, yeah. One of them's sort of the, the chili one is like further forward. Uh, but the one at the back, the double, the double quarter pounder looks like, I don't know. What? It's like the, the you know how this is the big pineapple? It's yep. like the big double quarter pounder. It's that sort of size to it. Yeah, really? <clears throat> What's I mean, the one, the second from the left is what, just a normal, is it? Yeah. Is that a normal quarter pounder? The hotter, juicier, and quarter pounder. So. Why didn't they just write quarter? How, how come you're not allowed to have a double quarter pounder with cheese, with bacon even? Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to lie, Bales. Ever since you've said the double quarter pounder, I've, that's all I wanted to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Go back through, drive through. Go back through, drive through. All right, final thing to add here on Not The Footy Show, episode 201. <laughs> Thanks for making that noise. <laughs> all right, final thing to add here on Not The Footy Show, episode 201. It's just a very big thank you to Mr. DC for being part of the 200 episodes or so <laughs> that we've done already. Um, started off in 2000, and, well, technically we started in 2009. Uh, we did some stuff, me and Nick did some, uh, Nick McInerney did some stuff on YouTube and then we um, launched it in 2010 and halfway through 2010 you uh, started coming around and then 2011 and 12 and pretty much every year you've been a a voice on the show, so thank you very much, Mr. DC. It's been a pleasure having you on. No worries. All good. I've enjoyed it. Um, talking rugby league, you do love doing that. I so, do love uh, talking IRL. It's it's not the hardest thing in the world for you to do. No. Nah. Um, I just have a yak. You, you coined the phrase. <laughs> Enjoy your league, league lovers. <laughs> it's good to see that rolls off the tongue still. <laughs> uh, first thing that comes into mind. I mean, practically uh, the people in this car have grown up on, on you disappearing every so often for not the footy show. Yeah, not the last few years though. Well, it's because I moved. Because like six years ago. Because you decided, <laughs> you decided that you wanted someone else as your co-host. You kicked me to the curb. Uh, well, I'd, I'd be just reading the feedback. Um, well, uh, <laughs> uh, it's always good to have you chatting along. Uh, we've been mates since preschool, so. Uh, yes, the preschool. Yeah, we won't bring those. Or one of the guys in the back along for the next episode. Bales, you're good. You don't say anything. <laughs> He's eating ice cream even you're though he doesn't want to eat ice you're doing, cream. You're doing tremendous. <laughs> uh, but yes, sincerely thank you. And uh, if we continue on, uh, I hope you uh, can be available to uh, substitute for Rob Cox <laughs> next time. No worries. <laughs> Will do. And I uh, hope your Dragons have a better year next year, mate. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Dra- Dragons Raiders 2020. Should I do my sign-off? Enjoy your league, league lovers. That's a wave of six again. That is a wave of six again. Pepsi.